there's a lot of racism hiding behind a lot of rocks. But when NFL GMs and coaches and scouts want Lamar Jackson to work out at wide receiver, that is not racism. That's trying to help Lamar Jackson. Jackson is African-American. He played quarterback at Louisville. He won the Heisman. The aforementioned NFL types want him to work out at wide receiver. Jackson won't. He sees himself as a quarterback. Now, who knows more about pro football? A college kid who's never played it? Or career NFL guys? Lifers like Bill Polian, who currently works for ESPN. This isn't racism or placism or any other ism. It's trying to find Lamar Jackson advantageous employment conditions. Terrell Pryor should have listened a lot sooner. Tyler Palco should have listened back when, and he's a white dude. Good quarterbacks are very scarce. Why would people involved with the NFL discourage a good quarterback from playing quarterback to serve a racial agenda? The reality is they would not. If you think wanting Lamar Jackson to work out at receiver, work out, that's all. If you think that's racism, guess what? You just made the list. The list is brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Uh, Seriously, if Lamar Jackson could play quarterback, there would be no good reason in a league starving for good quarterbacks to tell Lamar Jackson he shouldn't play quarterback. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We want your hockey calls, as always. Hockey comes first here on the Mark Madden Show, but it's worth recapping the Le'Veon Bell situation. The Steelers have told Le'Veon Bell he will be franchised. He will be hit with the franchise tag before tomorrow's 4 p.m. deadline. No reaction from Bell, at least not where anybody can see it. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reports that Le'Veon Bell has come down from his demand for a long-term deal worth $15 million per season. He's now willing to take just $14.5 million per season on a long-term deal. There is no way the Steelers are going to pay that. The Steelers want to give Bell 12 per year on a long-term deal. I'm sure they're flinching at the thought of paying Bell 14.5 mil this year on the franchise tag, but by tagging him, they are willing to do that. Of course, if Bell doesn't sign the franchise tag by way of skipping OTAs and minicamp and showing up very late for camp, then they could really screw Le'Veon Bell because if they waited till midsummer to rescind the tag, uh, all the big money on free agency would be long since spent, and Bell would be trying to get nickels and dimes for a year until he regenerated his value in next year's free agent market. And who's to say he could do that? Maybe if he has a bad season, then his chance to make big money could disappear forever. So it is quite a quandary for the Steelers, but for Lev Bell, too. 
uh, the Steelers are taking a bit of a risk, but the Steelers, at the end of the day, still hold all the cards. They still have all the money. Le'Veon Bell could see his career not disappear, but again, worst case scenario, he could make a lot less money. I think the smart thing for Lev Bell to do would be to sign that franchise tag tomorrow, continue to negotiate in good faith for a long-term deal, which will never happen because he just wants way too much. And if worst comes to worst in Le'Veon Bell's mind, you take the 14.5 mil, play football, and see what happens next year. The one thing he shouldn't do is miss OTAs and miss minicamp and miss most of camp again because you do that two years in a row, that is going to make other teams look at you, potential future employers look at you, a bit askance to be sure. To do it once to prove a point, okay. To do it twice to prove the same point, which obviously you've not been able to prove, I think Bell would be making a mistake. I think he should sign that franchise tag not exercise animosity toward the Steelers and just get on with the business of preparing for the season. Between what he made last year and what he's going to make this year, even after taxes, even after entourage, even after buying that spliff, he should be able to live the rest of his life. And if he has a great year this coming year, well, his earning potential won't be hurt at all. The fact that he's, what, going on 26? Lev Bell's not old for running back. He's not young either, especially given the workload he has carried. Nope, still 25, right? Going on 26. Uh, just turned 26, as a matter of fact, last month. Okay, well, all those carries for the Steelers, all those catches, both for Pittsburgh and for Michigan State and college. Again, he's not old for running back, but his workload will make teams flinch a little bit too. He needs to make as much as he can while he can. And if Lev Bell's mad at anybody, it shouldn't be at the Steelers. It should be at his own Players Association for agreeing to something as ridiculous as the franchise tag. 412-333-9939, the number to call. I was talking earlier about uh, the Oscars, how in a rarity, almost everybody who won an Oscar was in a movie I saw. Uh, Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell from uh, Three Billboards, uh, Alice and Janney from I, Tanya, and uh, Gary Oldman from Darkest Hour. Uh, three just brilliant movies, which I enjoyed very much. Uh, Kobe Bryant won an Oscar, too. How about that? He won an Oscar for an animated short that he was involved with. I wonder how the hashtag Me Too Brigade feels about that let's go to dan downtown dan you're on the mark madden show hey mark how you doing terrific i'm just getting into this daniel sprong mark dominic simon issue but what are the penguins okay okay dan back dan back up dan back up there is no daniel sprong dominic simon issue it's not an issue they don't think daniel sprong's ready they're not going to call him up. There is no issue. But Simon has. But Simon's been productive. No, he's not been real productive. But again, I'm going to say it real slow, Dan. They don't think Daniel Sprong is ready, bro. They're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions 
who are going to make the playoffs again and take a run at it. Why is it so friggin' important to have Daniel Sprong on the team? You know what? I'm just trying to get a little bit more offense out of this team lately. A little more offense. A little more offense. They have three of the top ten scores. Why do they need more offense? Goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Goodbye. A little more offense. FFS. 412-333-9939. I get those calls all the time. Daniel Sprong, Daniel Sprong, call up Daniel Sprong, yada yada, Daniel Sprong. My God. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, actually, it's time to ask Mark anything in just a few moments because we have the Hockey Night Show at 5.30. You can ask me anything you like about anything you like at that point. Right now, it's still generic sports talk, which we have a good time with, too. And then from 5.30 till 6.00. It's the Subway Hockey Night Show. My guest will be Bob Grove. Let's talk to Bill on the turnpike. Bill, you're on with Double M. Hello, Bill. What do you want? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Hey, I think Le'Veon Bell will sign before tomorrow. I think he'll take around 12, guarantee him so many years, and he will save face because I think the Steelers will hold firm and punish him if he uh, if he doesn't do that. Okay, first off, I think they could punish him by rescinding the tag in midsummer, but I don't think they will because that would be counterproductive for them as well. Why do you think Lev Bell is going to come off his figure of fourteen point five million by tomorrow and sign for twelve million? What insight do you have that leads you to predict that? That's a business decision. Someone's going to get to this guy. He only has a short. Okay, who who exactly is going to get to this guy? So I, I, he's go, someone's going to get to this guy. Who who foster. is going to get to this guy? I I guarantee it. I guarantee. Okay, Bill. Bill, you know what? If you sounded like you had any money, because you sound broke to me, I, I I would bet you any amount of money you wanted that Lev Bell will not sign a multi-year contract for twelve million dollars a year by tomorrow. I would bet you any amount of money you like. How much money you got, Bill? What? How much can you afford to lose? I guarantee it, Mark. How much can you afford to lose, Bill? Bill, I'll give you ten to one odds. Let's say you could scrape a hundred bucks together. I'd bet my thousand against your hundred. Done. Okay. Do you have a hundred bucks, Bill? I bet you don't. <laughs> I'm a finance guy, buddy. I got plenty of money. You know what? I wouldn't let you invest a nickel with the crackpot stuff you're spewing. Let's go to Don and Patterson Heights. Don, you're on with Double M. Good afternoon, Mark. Good just afternoon, wanted, Don. Just wanted to get your view on if you say what you think about the Penguins' blue line going into the playoffs. I watch a fair amount of hockey, and I'm, that's the concern I've got. Are they really deep enough to compete with the top teams in the East? I, I, I wish they had one more legitimate defenseman. Only having seven makes me a little uncomfortable because last year they had to use eight if you'll recall yes i do and that's part of my concern well i'm not overly concerned and i'm not uh regretting making the trade for Derek broussard either no i think broussard can help the team i just look at how we stack up with look you know tampa in particularly who got real strong on the blue line and in the playoffs it's harder to score five on five yeah but i think and we're going to talk to bob grove about this later i think if pittsburgh plays tampa 
I think Pittsburgh will know how to win, and I don't think Tampa will. That's a good point because they have. I think been that, able to and that's so yet. intangible, and ordinarily, I hate to cite intangibles in a debate like that. But uh, but I just think that a team that's won twice will have an advantage over a team that's still looking to break through. I mean, Tampa's won, but it was quite a while ago. Thank you for the call. Let's take one more. Matt in Ohio. Matt, you're on with Double M. Hey, how's it going today? Terrific. Hey, I have a question. I was at the game on Saturday, and I'm just curious as to, I noticed on two of the TV timeouts coming out of them when the play started, he sent out his fourth line forward. I'm curious, what what would be the purpose of that as, as far as why wouldn't he send out one of the first three lines? Why is he sending out Shahan and the fourth liners after extended uh, break? I'm a, I'm a big Mike Sullivan fan, but I would never start my fourth line after a TV timeout. Never, ever. Yeah, I just, I've noticed I don't want to criticize him either, but I've noticed and it just doesn't make sense to me, and I didn't know if there was a particular reason for it. Uh, I would normally say matchups, but I don't think he was matching lines in a early March game against the New York Islanders. And if he was, I don't think it would involve matching the fourth line against anybody. So uh, I'm a Mike Sullivan guy. That's something I don't understand. But then again, a lot of coaches do it. Dan Bilesman did it to excess. Thank you for the call. Now it's time to ask Mark anything. Although Bill and James, if you want to talk about Lev Bell, stay on hold. Ask Mark anything by dialing 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. Yeah? Hi, Mark. Big fan. It's double M. Let me hear you woo. Hi, woo. Well, then you ain't talking, bitch. The X at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chipinos in the Strip. It's the city's best seafood and chomp house, so be sure to check out Chipino. Got a great cigar bar down there, too. Uh, they also have a hamburger named after me, which I understand I'll be eating tomorrow for the first time. Bacon, blue cheese, spicy ketchup sounds pretty darn good. Uh, before we take the calls, congratulations to uh, Sophia Rizzo. She's the daughter of my friends Dee and Josie. She's going to Duquesne to play soccer. She's uh, an Oakland Catholic and recently committed to Duquesne. Uh, Riz and Josie are great parents, two wonderful kids, and Sophia is a good soccer player. So I'm really happy to hear that. Congrats, Sophia. And that makes me feel really ancient. Let's go to Matt in the car. Matt, ask Mark anything. Uh, hey, Mark. How are you doing today? Great. Hey, um, I was just wondering, I, I know you're a big soccer fan. Uh, after the NHL season wraps up, do you follow uh, MLS at all? Not really. I, I watch the occasional game. If I'm flipping the dial and a couple teams that strike my fancy are on, I watch it. But uh, it's vastly inferior to the Premier League, which I watch all the time. So, uh I watch the occasional game. I watch the playoffs. The playoffs have been interesting, but soccer's not even meant for playoffs, so I'm kind of contradicting myself. But uh, there are a lot of things I'd run different if I ran MLS. Then again, I get down to see the Riverhounds, who play in the AAA League, the USL, because soccer in person is very enjoyable, and I like the way the Riverhounds play. That's down at uh, the stadium, uh, Don Station Square. Hi, Mark. Let's go to James and Rosalind Heights. James, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, how are you today? Hey, um, after you take a number two, how many rolls of toilet? Yeah, goodbye, James. I use your mother's tongue, actually. Let's go to Nick in the... She's willing. Let's go to Nick in the truck. Nick, ask Mark anything. Oh. Big Shot Bob's favorite flavor, and does 
any of the locations have a uh, restaurant where you can sit, you know, sit down and well, have a drink. Well, my favorite flavor is my personalized flavor, Big Sexy, which, like I always say, is high-tech buffalo parmesan. I also like Steel City. I like the uh, Walk of Beaver Falls as well. You can't go wrong with any of them. Uh, the location out in Coriopolis has, I think, three or four tables. But if you want to sit down and eat, the best Big Shop Bob's is the South Side. They have a whole bunch of tables. That's a more traditional restaurant-style setting. But most people go to Big Shop Bob's for takeout, as I do most often at the uh, Bridgeville location. Or is that Heidelberg? Wherever. You know where it is. I got let's you. go. Let's go to John in the van. John, ask Mark anything. Mark, if you could interview any person in the whole world on your show, who would it be? Boy, I answer this question a lot. Who do you think it would be? I really don't know. Jimmy Page. Nice. Led Zeppelin guitar player. I've answered that question a lot. That's why it's time to get rid of Ask Mark Anything. I've been doing it for 22 years, and, boy, I'm getting a lot of repeat questions. Let's go to Dan and Irwin. Dan, Ask Mark Anything. Hey, Mark, if you can combine various fast food items into one meal, and this is from any fast food past or present, what would it be? Like I'm not sure that I – you won't believe this. I don't eat fast food that much. Not anymore, certainly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the best fries are McDonald's fries. I'd probably go with the Hardee's Thick Burger, which I had just last night with McDonald's fries. And uh, well, I can't think what has the best milkshake off the top of my head. So let's leave it at that. Hardy's Thick Burger plus McDonald's fries. Let's go to Chris on Route 19. Chris, ask Mark anything. Mark, I was wondering if, um, given Justin Schultz's higher elevated play, that you would eventually take over Chris Tank's number one spot. Uh, well, I would. Think? They're both under contract here. Why does that decision have to be made? It doesn't. I was just wondering because I've. I no. I, to answer the real question you're asking. I don't think Justin Schultz is in a class with Chris Letang. I think Schultz is very good. I think Chris Letang is one of the top five defensemen in hockey and is starting to play that way now. Schultz doesn't have quite his mobility, doesn't have quite his puck handling ability, doesn't have anywhere near his physicality, doesn't have anywhere near his skill on zone entry. So, uh, you know, Tanger's exceptional, I believe. Let's go to Jeff and Latrobe. Jeff, ask Mark anything. Good afternoon, Mark. How are you? Good. Hey, forgive me if you covered this a couple weeks ago, but I had the fortune to see Robert Plant in Toronto, and I just wanted to know your thoughts on the show that you saw in New York. I thought it was great. What did you think? My expectations were met completely. As a longtime fan, you get nervous seeing an older a veteran of rock and roll get up well, there. Well, now, now you see, let me interrupt. Here's why my expectations were met completely because i've lowered my expectations it's no no it's not what i the way robert presents himself in the songs he plays it's not what i would do i would go for the sturm und drang of led zeppelin i would play a lot more of those songs and i'd play them like zeppelin did but i'm not so sure robert could sing that way anymore so i, I, I respect agree. i respect what he still can do and i thought it was just a marvelous show let's go to chris from delta chris you're on with double m Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. So, uh, you know, when are we going to see the first uh, LG, openly LGBT player here in Pittsburgh, whether they be at the uh, the Penguins or the Pirates or even the, the Steelers, for that matter? Well, t- tonight is, uh, what, what, what are they, it's, uh, Pride, the uh, of- you can play night. 
you can play night, right, which uh, I think is a very admirable event. Uh, the first openly LGBT big-time sports athlete, that's what you're asking, right? Well, yeah, here in Pittsburgh. You know, I mean, Pittsburgh has talked about diversity and inclusion for a long time. And, you know, the, I think the Pirates did something last year for Pride Night. Well, when first, if, team, well, I mean, what what are you suggesting? That some team has a, a token L, uh, LGBT player? I don't think that works. You have to be good enough. No, I don't think it should be token. I think it actually should be somebody that's proud of who they are and comes out and gets support I, from the team. I think that's going to be a big day in, in, in sports. I mean, we saw well, it. What, wasn't, wasn't Michael Sam kind of that, although he didn't make the NFL? And, and, and he wasn't out during his college days, so he doesn't really qualify, does he? Uh, no, I think anybody that's proud of who they are comes out. And, you know, I mean, I know the Pirates and the Penguins have been involved. How about the Steelers? When are they going to get involved with the community? I mean, yeah, I bro, you, you, bro, you, bro you're, kind, you're kind of putting down people who don't come out. Uh, you don't know what circumstances people live in. Well, I think it's a different time. and I think that's an, It, it is some... a different time. It's an individual choice, though. Uh, I I. And the, let me let me tell you something. I've said this on the air before. The Penguins had a gay player. It's just nobody knew it. Wow. He was well, only here very. He was here very very briefly. But uh, and and I tell you, a lot of the guys I know because guys told me on the team they knew it and they were fine with it. Thank you for the call, Chris. Up next, we still want calls, but hockey calls only. Oh, Ryan in West End wants to know what the best book I read this month is, an alternate history. Uh, Germany wins World War II book called Dominion. Excellent book. But uh, we want hockey calls only right now. It's the Hockey Night Show up next on 105.9. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey time. 105.9 The X. Avenue, we got a bunch of kids from the uh, RMU and Avonworth Hockey Associations. Uh, in close proximity, always great to see uh, kids who play hockey. And now it's time to talk hockey with me. So now 412-333-WXDX. Uh, the Hockey Night Show brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. Uh, there was an article in the paper about Derek Broussard getting more time on the PK. I don't know if I want to take that risk because it's so much more likely you get hurt on the PK. Consider Benino uh, last year. But part of a third-line center's job is doing duty on the PK. And if Ronnie's not going to play, and your penalty killers are Hagelin, Russ, Kuhnhockel, and Shayan, there's only one face-off guy there, Shayan. So maybe that's part of the thinking to use Broussard on the PK. You know where Broussard makes a big difference? On that number two power play. He was the missing link of that number two power play. It has a lot more organization now. That might not seem a big deal, but all it has to do is get one or two big goals. Boy, Carter Ronnie was on the ice for five goals against at Boston, including two, including three power play goals by the Bruins. I've never seen a guy not only fall down the tep chart, but fall off the face of the earth like Ronnie has since then. Maybe he's at his expiration date. Uh, some of those minor league guys can be so good for so long, but then they fade. Maybe Rowney has done that. We've got the Pens in Calgary tonight. Tristan Jari in goal for the Pens. And the lines remain the same from Saturday. I like those subtle little changes Sullivan made. It gave everybody a little kick in the pants. That's all they needed was a little kick up the backside. Let's go to Jeff and Mars. Jeff, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Okay, we lost Jeff. Let's go to Shane in Boston. 
Shane, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Double M, what up, man? What up? Just want to talk about Zach Aston Reese and where you think he will be positioned upon his return from injury. One name that comes to mind would be Sherry, but based on uh, Saturday's game, you know, he played pretty well. Do you think it will be a judgment call game to game once Aston Reese is back? That, that's a real a good run? question, Shane. Uh, I think Sherry right now is playing for a spot in the lineup. I think if, if Sherry doesn't deliver when Aston Reese comes back, he gets that spot. I don't think it will be a fourth-line spot. I would spot Aston Reese on the uh, third line with Broussard and Kessel. That's where I'd put him, uh, but I'm not Mike Sullivan. Uh, what would you do? I mean, I-, I think Dominic Simone's just a placeholder for Aston Reese. Maybe maybe Sherry can keep his job and and uh, Aston Reese can stay in the lineup too. There's a train of thought that if Shan's on the fourth line, it's a more skilled fourth line, and maybe you need a more skilled wing to play with him. Right. Yeah, I mean, I would think that maybe – you know, throwing him on Sid line, Sid's line, but also Sid wants speed. Um, so I don't know if that would be the I, best I don't think Aston Reese is going to play on Sid's line. I think if Aston Reese plays uh, once he comes back, it'll either be third line left wing or he'll go to Wilkes. I don't think they'll want him getting fourth line minutes. Uh, I think they would send him to Wilkes before that happens. Let's go to Jeff and Mars. Jeff, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Thanks for taking my call, Mark. Um... Yeah, like I, I talked to you earlier in the season, like, and I just wanted to ask why it is that we're not talking about uh, fatigue associated with the previous two seasons. Because right now they don't look tired, and they did look tired earlier in the season. No, they just weren't playing well. Nope, they were tired. Thanks. I, I, to, I, yeah, goodbye, Jeff. Nobody cares you called earlier in the season. Have fun in Mars. Up next, going to talk to a man who knows a ton about Penguins hockey. He's the unofficial team historian. From Pittsburgh Hockey Now, it's Bob Grove. I'm Mark Madden, live at Buford's 105.9 The X.